Welcome to Leadership Factory. I'm Cole Phillips. I'll be your guide today as we are building leaders with purpose. And uh, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy today's podcast, I really want to encourage you to go onto your favorite podcast provider and leave a rating and leave a review so that other people can discover what we are learning here at Leadership Factory and we can increase our influence that way. So I'd really appreciate it if you would take a little time and do that. Make sure that you're subscribing yourself so that you don't miss an episode of Leadership Factory. Today we're talking about something very important. We're talking about the tests that reveal a leader's potential and maturity. And, uh, you know, Psalm 26.2 says this. Uh, this is a prayer that says, Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. A prayer to ask God to really test us as leaders. And life can be testing in and of itself, but there are some specific seasons of testing that every leader has to go through. You can identify them, you can understand them, and you can pass the test if you're prepared and you're ready and you're aware of the test that you're going through. Um, Leaders naturally are going to be held to a higher standard. Sometimes we push back on that. We say, why should I have to be held at a higher standard than others? But that is the cost of leadership. As we rise in our leadership, we also increase our sacrifice. And so people will um, judge you more critically. And according to James 3.1, James says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. In fact, God uh, holds us to this higher standard as a leader. And so if you think about it, tests are common for all of us. All of us go through tests. In school, we, um, we take tests, and when you buy a product, you will find that uh, it has been tested before it's put out on the shelves. Uh, nearly every new car that is built is taken through tests for safety standards and performance standards. So when God tests a leader, He takes the leader through a screening that is going to reveal the stuff that you're made of on the inside, what you're really made of. Do you have the stuff for leadership? And when you pass the test, that's the pathway to progress and promotion. And when you fail the test, which unfortunately we we don't pass every test, we find we end up having to take the same test over and over again until we pass it. So one definition for testing is this, an opportunity that challenges a leader to show their potential and maturity. So this is our attitude when it comes to testing. Instead of saying, why do I have to go through this test? We look at it from a different perspective, from a higher perspective and say, okay, I'm going through this test, but that's because I'm going to come out stronger and better on the other side, and I'm going to grow through these tests. So I've got 10 tests that are going to prove your leadership 
potential and maturity. The first test of a leader is the test of small things. This test is all about proving our faithfulness and our potential that we have for the bigger and the greater opportunities. And, of course, we have all kinds of opportunities that Ephesians 5.16 says we need to make the most of the opportunities that we're given. And Jesus said in Luke 16.10 that if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And so often we think, you know, if only I had these resources, if only I had this size of ministry, if only I was leading this ministry, then I would do this, then I would do that. And the question we've got to ask ourselves is, well, what are we doing with what we've already been given? How are we leveraging it? How are we growing it? How are we managing it? What are you doing with what you already have? That's the test of the small things. And so when you're faithful with the small that you've been given, you'll find that you'll be given more. But when you are unfaithful with the little that you've been given, then um, you will not get more. In fact, you will lose what you already have. And then the second test is called the motivation test. And this is a test every leader will face. And sometimes um, you're doing the right things, but the question is, why am I doing it? What is my motivation? Is it to, to build my own personal platform? Is it so that people will know me? Is it to increase my uh, self-esteem? What is my motivation? And so in Job chapter 1 verse 9, this is a conversation between Satan and God. And Satan replied to the Lord, he said, yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You've always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You've made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And so when it comes to our motivation, we've got to ask, is this uh, certainly, you know, nobody would get uh, into ministry for the money, for the pay, but uh, but sometimes it becomes, it can become, if you're getting paid for what you do in ministry, it can become a motivation of, oh, I've got I've to earn money, and that can become a motivation. Um, there can be many different motivations, um, and yet we've got to ask ourselves, what is it that motivates us? Because um, in ministry, we've got to be a self-starter. And you've got to be able to get up in the morning and say, okay, here, God, is what you have for me today, and I'm going to be about your purpose and your plan. And that's got to be consistent time after time. Um, So ask yourself, am I a self-starter, or do I need somebody outside of me to uh, prod me forward? You might think of a personal test or trial that you've been through that taught you an important lesson in, in your life. And, um, and I know for me personally, I've been through many of those. Uh, I've had seasons where it seems like, uh, ministry was, uh, was a battle, but, uh, but as you 
continue forward through those and you don't run away, you'll find that uh, that you're better on the other side. Now, the, the third test is the stewardship test. And this test proves how strategically and generously we handle the resources that are available to us, the resources that we have. And we see this in Matthew 25, 21, where Jesus is telling the story, and he says uh, that the master replied and said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So in ministry, it's so important that we manage the limited resources that we have and um, are able to use them to their fullest potential, whether it be money or, or other kinds of resources or the people that God has placed under your influence. And uh, the question is, how am I managing those resources? And, and it also comes down to, am I faithful in my generosity and my giving? And we've got to be consistent as leaders to consistently be giving to the Lord and giving to His church. And because you're in ministry, that certainly doesn't excuse you from that. In fact, it's a higher responsibility to say, say, I'm setting the example in generosity, and I'm a giving person. And so that's so important that we pass the stewardship test. And then the fourth test is the wilderness test. And you, you are taking the wilderness test when you go through a season where you may be spiritually dry, and um, everybody goes through dry seasons. Um, and so in Deuteronomy 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 15, uh, there's this reminder, do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. And he gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. This is an example of a test from God that was really designed to say, are you depending on God for what you need? And as a leader, it's so important that we are not just trying to uh, be fed, but instead we are self-feeders. We understand how to get into God's Word and, uh, and get into communion and connection with God. Uh, and so 1 Corinthians 3, 2, you know, Paul, he's talking, he says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready. So the Corinthian church, they were not maturing. They were needing someone else to feed them. That's kind of like a baby. You know, a baby needs somebody to always feed them. And as mature believers, we need to get to the point where we're not saying, feed me, feed me, but we are saying, I understand how to feed myself from God's Word and feed my spirit. And so we uh, take that responsibility for spending time with God for the sole purpose of getting to know Him better. And then the fifth test is the integrity test. Oh, this is a test for every leader that shows our ability and our integrity and really shows the the way that we're able to to stand firm under pressure. And there's this story uh, of something that happened 
in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, that uh, Paul is telling, he says, when Peter, you know, Peter was a spiritual leader, and when he came to Antioch, Paul says, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. And as a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So when you look at what happened here with Peter, he was... uh, Man, he was dealing with some some issues of racism and of uh, pride and uh, lots of issues that he had to be confronted for, and um, and it just raises the question that we have to ask: Who are you when no one is looking? What a great question to ask ourselves. Um, are are we people of integrity? Integrity, the word integrity means the same through and through, the same throughout. What you see is what you get. So without any pretense or any show, show of uh, falseness. And, uh, and so as a leader, we've got to be displaying integrity in what we do. And then the next test is the authority test. And this test exposes our attitudes and our willingness uh, to submit to God-given authority. And so, as you as you look at the story of David and Saul in 1 Samuel 24, you see he had an opportunity, David had an opportunity to retaliate against Saul. He found him going into the cave to relieve himself and... Um, David just happened to be there in that very cave, which uh, many times we would say, well, you know, God set up this opportunity for me to get back at the person who is attacking me. And uh, yet David, what he said was so, so good when he said, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the King. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So there are going to be times when you are under authority and you're feeling like they're not operating in a godly way, but you've got to ask yourself, uh, you've got to say, you know, am I willing to submit to them. God has placed them in authority over my life. And one principle that we need to understand is that until I know how to follow, I'm not going to be able to lead. I can't be a good leader until I am a good follower. And that is a test that every leader has to go through. And then there's the forgiveness test. And this test shows that you're not easily offended, that you're ready to forgive people. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, it says, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. As a leader, when you become bitter, um, that's going to affect everyone that you lead. And in ministry, 
unfortunately, you're going to be hurt. Uh, We all get hurt in ministry, but we cannot afford to let it grow into bitterness. And so we've got to learn to love people where they are, but but understand that people are going to let us down, and we've got to be willing to love people and and yet let them go. Uh, We've got to ask ourselves, what grudge am I holding on to that I need to forgive so I can be healthy and whole, uh, that I'm not holding a root of bitterness and allowing that to grow in my life. We have to pass the forgiveness test on a regular basis in ministry. And then the eighth test is called the soldier test. Ministry, it can be a battle. And so um, this soldier test shows your ability to stand strong when you're facing opposition. So in Jeremiah twelve five. It says, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? And so as you're in a, a ministry, you it, it is similar to being on a battlefield. And the question is, are you tough enough to be battle ready, to be ready for the battle? And, um, and that's the, that's the, question there in in the soldier test. And then the ninth test is this, the test of time. Um, Time, and that test of time, reveals the quality of your work. Um, Will it stand the test of time? And will will you be able to go the distance? And I love Galatians 6, 9 that says, let's not get tired of doing what's good for just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And sometimes you can serve in ministry for a long time and not see the fruit that you're expecting to see. And yet, I think so often we give up just before that greatest blessing that God wants to bring. And so the test of time says, am I willing to go the distance? Uh, understanding that ministry is um, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's it's uh, many people are there at the starting line, but not many people finish well. And so, as a leader, uh, godly leader, an effective leader, you want to be able to finish well and believe and know that your biggest impact is still ahead of you as you stand the test of time. And then the last test is called the lordship test. And usually, this lordship test happens in an area of your strength. And you've got to ask yourself, am I willing to trust God even when I don't understand what it is He's asking me to do? It reveals our response to who has the final authority in my life, or sometimes what has the final authority in my life. And so uh, we know the disciples face this. Simon um, Peter faced this in Luke chapter 5, verse 4, where uh, Jesus says, um, you need to go where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. And they said, well, we worked hard all last night. We didn't catch anything. But if you say so, I'll go and let the nets down again. And this time, when they let their nets down, they were so full of fish that they be- the nets began to tear. And of course, you know, they were professional professional fishermen and they were listening to this 
this spiritual teacher who was able to tell them to do something that they thought, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but we're going to do it anyway. And sometimes God is going to ask you to do some things that maybe seem a little crazy, and you've got to say, okay, who has the final authority in my life? Is it me? Is it my own opinions? Or is it God and God's Word? So we all have to face and and pass the Lordship test in order to be proven as leaders. And so you might think and ask yourself, which of these 10 tests have I gone through? And instead of looking at them as uh, in a negative way, oh, I had to go through that test, get excited about it and say, how did I pass that test? And what tests am I going through now? And how am I going to stand and pass these tests so that I can grow in my leadership, so I can be even more effective in my leadership, and my leadership will really go the distance. So um, just remember these tests, be aware of them, and know that with God's strength, um, you can pass those tests of leadership. And I know this about you. I know that you are a leader. So let's continue to grow in our leadership. Let's be great leaders. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. If this has been helpful to you, again, I would encourage you to share it with your friends, share it on social media so that we can grow in our influence together. And I look forward to talking with you again real soon.